Ayurb. This is your girl, Reggie, and this is Spark Up PVD. Look alive, people. Look alive. We're a family. All right, clap it up if you're happy to be here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we are Spark Up PVD. And if you guys do not know, we are a local podcast in Providence. And so this weekend, we have had the privilege of being here at Trade Pop-Up. And we've been able to have like our four-day event. And it's been really amazing, to say the least. We've been doing a whole bunch of different events for the community, free for everyone, and everyone that's participated has been amazing. The people have supported us. It's been, like, really great. So, yeah, it's been a good time. We are, like... We woke up on Friday like, oh, it's only Friday? Wow. We have... Yeah, it's been uh, a long week. This is getting crazy. (laughs) It's been a long week. But we also have the privilege of having PVD Donuts in the house. If you guys are not familiar with PVD Donuts, yes, they are yes. like not too far from here, and they are fantastic. We had Lori on the podcast. Actually, she came and talked all about PVD Donuts. You guys have to watch it. The donuts are just... Amazing. Decadent, to say. I mean, just the donut itself is just... Uh, oh, the donuts. It's delicious. Yeah. But, um, They're delicious. So, yeah, if you guys ever want to check out PVD Donuts, they are not too far from here. And there's always a line. You literally have to camp out, but it's definitely worth it. Wait, wait, wait. But Paul informed me that you can order your the flavor that you want ahead of time, and they will have it in a box ready for you when you go in there. Ooh. Uh-huh. You, you see? Can, you see? Yes, I didn't know that You can either. order online. That, and the Dunkaroos. The Dunkaroos right are there. the best. Ugh. So, yes, we are going to be introducing Stay Silent PVD today. So, you guys, come on up. Sabrina and Jay. Big applause. Yeah. All right. So, um, I know a lot of you have already heard about Stay Silent, but if you haven't, um, I think we talk about them at least once a week. Once? Okay, yeah, that was was a little bit of a lie, but... Um, Stay Silent, are they are a community organization, and they have created so many events for Providence. Um, so if you heard of Day Trill, Tunes, um, Love You Better, Homegrown. Eggs Over. Eggs Over. What else? Oh, there's Bounce House. All the pop-up shops. They had the Day Trill pop-up that one time. I mean, and they own trade, so that's dope. The least trade. You, we, oh, okay. I wish well, we owned know, the building, but we do own the company. sounds better that way. The nonprofit, I guess. Work. Yes, and they open up this space for um, artists and creatives to come and do their thing, and really just sharing their platform with everybody else, which I think is really amazing. Shout out to the other creatives we have in the building. Yes. Hill Holla. Woo. I see you over there. Yep. John, John Hope. Hope. Woo. So yeah, and um, in here. No, we, we, party yeah, vibes. We, we call him Jeezy. <laughs> we don't, we don't call him John Hope. We call him Jeezy, man. Oh, I like to call him the Goat. I think that's close enough, right? No, so yeah, we're we're honored to have you guys. We talk about you guys all the time, 
and we appreciate what you've done for the city and the wave. I think you're responsible for the wave that's happening. So thank yeah, you. thank you for coming. We're a part out. of the wave, but I can't. We're uh, not take that's a little modest, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll put it. I'll, it's humble. I say the the best way that I could put it. It's it's kind of crazy. Like somebody like John Hope's in the room. It's it's definitely a lot of people that came before us that we learned from and just built on what they did. So like when people would be talking about Rhode Island, everything that that's happened, it's like you usually don't hear people talk about like CNJ Records with CR the Beast, Chachi. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, them type of DJ Buck, DJ Lefty, like, Sean Medina, like, them, you know what I'm saying? Like, where it's like, Jib, Jib, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I say we call John Hope Jeezy because of the Roger Williams mixtape and all, like, from from way, you know what I'm saying? From way Way back. back. Basement flavor, like, I feel like those are people that they kind of laid the blueprint and we were able to build on that. But a lot of that stuff was like pre-internet, so like a lot of people. So it oh, never yeah. existed. Yeah, if so you look like, back. <laughs> That's if crazy. you didn't Snapchat, it didn't happen. So. So tell us how Stay Silent started. Don't you, jump ahead got, of the game. Oh, what though? We were saving the well, game for no, after. No, 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 no. no, no. We're gonna do that now. Oh, you want? Okay. Oh yeah. See, we're gonna this do is now. why we don't let you do the intro. Oh, you get crazy. That's crazy. So we're gonna start with an icebreaker. You know, so we can't loosen up. So we're gonna give you guys these boards. Uh-oh. Y'all better be ready. I can't draw for shit, so... It's not Pixar. No, no, no. So, okay, so Sabrina, you'll start with your board, and you're not going to write on your board, James. All right, so so the game is who can draw each other the best first. Go. No, No, (laughs) Jake. All right, so you guys are going to use your boards at the same time. I said one at a time, but I lied. So we're going to ask you guys questions about each other. Oh, God. And you have to write... For the other person. So we'll ask the question and you need to say what the answer for the other person wow. is. And hopefully it's right. You're going to fuck my, you're gonna fuck <laughs> no my cheating. shit up. You can't, you, you can't look at each other's You can't board. look at oh, each yes. other's. Let me hold your mic. Okay. <laughs> Ready? I just hope this is... So a, I'll start with the first question. What is y'all favorite cereal? No, no, no. One person at a time. What? what is, so what is Sabrina's favorite cereal? All right. You write it down? <laughs> oh, I write first. Uh-huh. My, well, mine yeah. is... Oh, um, <laughs> Jay's writing. He looks like oh, he knows wow. exactly. He got the details down and everything. How many cups of milk? It looks like that, doesn't it? What kind of spoon? <laughs> Ready? Yes. All right. Some organic yep. stuff from Whole Foods and Sabrina wrote Cashy any organic ass cereal. I feel like that's good a good job. That was good. Okay. It's close enough. Anything organic. Yep. <laughs> All right, second question. So the second question is, what is Sabrina's favorite TV show? <laughs> Let's do in life. Let's do a twofer. Let's do right now and in life. Okay, yep. He seems so sure. Look at his I know, face. like, what he's like, too easy. You have to know, it's you. All right, I have no clue. I'm lying. Shameless Law and Order and Jay, you wrote hey, um, Jay, that's a movie. He basically said you have a Harry Potter problem. Oh, yeah. what, bro? Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you getting some for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I thought she was saying mine. No. Oh, no, no. You're just saying hers and yours okay. have to match. What is uh, Sabrina's pet peeve. We don't know, Jay. We're just, just lying. 
<laughs> Jay said rude people. So okay, said that negative was a good one. People. Okay, it's pretty much the same. All right, and the last question hold on, for I, Sabrina. Hold on, we got to do one over because that, that one didn't I know count. the TV Movie show one didn't crazy. Count. We got to do okay. that one over. You want to give him a freebie? What is Sabrina's favorite drink? Ooh. Like alcohol? No. Both. Let's go with both. Alcoholic and non-alcoholic. This is getting crazy. It is. Prosecco. Okay, okay. Okay, that was a good one. That was a good Fancy one. Fancy organic cereal Prosecco. We already see what kind of woman you are, Sabrina. Prosecco is yeah. real good, though. Just in food. I mean, you got to take care of your body. I don't know that's Okay, now we're going to do Jay. Ready? The first question is, what is Jay's favorite cereal? Granola. He doesn't eat cereal. I don't... Mm. What? Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, that was... You no, don't wait, somebody eat take cereal. a picture of that. Somebody... I don't eat cereal. Granola only. And I wrote, granola, he doesn't eat cereal. That's crazy. Who doesn't eat cereal? That's so what good. kind of childhood do you have? We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. The second question. What is Jay's... Are we going to do that one or are we going to trash that one? I'm a way better partner than he is. <laughs> there you go. Sheesh. Looked okay. up? Locked up. So Locked up. And you put forensic files. That's a good one. That's, what, it, did it work? Anything with crime, basically. Yeah. No, he will watch Locked Up. Like, while we're going to bed and he wants to watch Locked Up. <laughs> That's such a thing. I had show to watch. It's, it's a little dark. <laughs> All right. All right, so. What my, is. Oh, go ahead. My question is going to be what does Jay love to eat? So Jay said cheese, yep. fromage, queso, and Sabrina said cheese plates. Wow. Okay. So you guys only got one wrong. Jay's pet peeve. <laughs> he's like, I have a few. Sabrina said when the wires are fucked up while he's DJing, and Jay said rude people. Okay. All right. So you guys pretty much got. Well, I would say Sabrina got the gist of things. Yeah. No. Sorry, Jay. But it's all right. Come on. All right, so let's take these boards away and let's get right into it. That was good. Thanks, y'all. I have so much to yell at Jay about later. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Please. No, you did a good job. So we would like to know how Stay Silent started. I know you guys just celebrated your fifth year anniversary, and it was in here, and it was dope. Everybody came out, showed some love. And I feel like Stay Silent has, well, for me, Stay Silent has been around a lot longer than I've known. But I feel like you guys have so many loyal supporters that come out to everything. And I, I always see the same faces. So just tell us how it started and, like, the journey. And also, like, describe what Stay Silent means to you guys. Because I feel like we can say what we think Stay Silent is, but a lot of people, like, probably want to know what Stay Silent is and what it means to you guys and what you guys want it to grow into. Uh, so Stay Silent officially was founded in 2012. and But I would say like it started much longer before that, right? Yeah, I mean, like, like before, before that, uh, I had a, another business partner, my homeboy Stan, and we were doing this thing called Block Stars that we started in, uh, in high school. We used to do like a lot of team parties. Me and Sabrina linked up at URI, like... I was part of Bond, and she was part of uh, Pink Women. And then, um, yeah, I was <laughs> tripping up on that. Uh, she was part of Pink Women. She was the president. I was the events coordinator for Bond. So we started, like, collaborating on events. On campus. On campus. So we started, like, Oktoberfest at URI, which is, like, a three-day college party weekend. Um, from 
from there. Well, to stop you there, we like the reason we linked up at URI was because there was always student programming, so there was always concerts or parties on campus. For white people. they were not at all targeting students of color. And so all of the students that went to, that went to URI from Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, as soon as your last class was during the week, you would go home. Like, at URI, like I never moved into my dorm. Like whenever I lived at URI, like I had a room, and I would pack a bag for the week. It would be like, if I'm there five days, I'm packing seven outfits. <laughs> I'm coming back on a weekend, getting another seven outfits, and coming back. I never moved into my room. And I think a lot of people may not that ex- exact experience, but like didn't feel like URI ever catered to what they were doing, and they either connected to URI through student organizations that were for students of color, multicultural organizations. Um, but if it wasn't for that, I don't know if a lot of us would have lasted at URI. So we got together on campus and we're just like, there needs to be programming that is for people like us, that caters to the music that we want to listen to, that brings artists that we're interested in bringing. Um, and so that's where, where Oktoberfest first started, was like, we want a reason for our students like us to stay on campus for a weekend. There's so many like Greek life parties every weekend. People are my, killing it, but we don't get And mind you, this, this, is, this is around a time when like everybody's like, yeah, we're going to Howard Homecoming. We going to UMass Blackout Weekend, like like that type of type going of stuff. Going out instead of staying home. Yeah. So that was like the I think that was kind of the first time that we got together and we we're like, okay, there's something deeper that we're interested in doing that can be shown through events. So like events were the product of it, but the reasoning was always like something deeper. So um, that was like I would say the beginning of Stay Silent Truly. Because we were like even through through that time we were like on a radio show podcast type thing. It would be a podcast in 2018, but in but at that time it was, it was like not a podcast. It was crazy. It was like on Justin TV like type thing. You know what I'm saying? It was an internet radio show, so we were doing that, and then we were doing. I was helping with Blockstar stuff, but I was always bringing like what they would call like the feminine touch, which was detail oriented things. So like a normal party would just have like whatever the club lights, and that's a DJ, and that's the party. And I was like, why don't we? Like gum in the bathroom. So when people go there, they have a great experience. Like, I don't know, just like weird things and thinking about like how people feel at the party. And so the other business partner, Sam, was like, that's cool, but why do we keep spending money on stuff if people are coming out anyways? So like trying to get people kind of on the same page of like, hey, there's like all these details that we're interested in doing. Can we add these things? Are they valuable? That was like where we decided to kind of start our own events company so we could have details be the center of what we were doing at Stay Silent events. And it's like, even like looking back at like what Stan and myself were doing at, at that time, like we started when we were like 15, 16 years old. So at, at that time, you know, like we talked about this earlier, like somebody like Marito with 252 Entertainment, like just to be able to get a club at that time was unheard of, especially for our age, you know what I'm saying? So like we were just built on, yeah, we, we got the space, we throwing a party, people are coming. Some of those other details really didn't matter because other people weren't even able to get those type of spaces, you know what I mean? And, and Providence was way different. I don't know if the age of everybody on the podcast, but like nightclub nightlife was what Providence was doing. So like every club would have its own programming, its yep. own set of promoters. So it wasn't really like you were looking for specialty events. It was like, all right, this Lupo's is open. I'm not Lupo's. Roxy is open X amount of nights during the week. There's Diesel. parties there. Yeah. Diesel, Level 2, Ultra, Karma, like all these different clubs uh, are element, open. Elements at elements. the time. Wow, and element. then. And then even... The district. You know, what was that spot that we used to go to? Oh, I don't With the remember. windows. 
It, it ended With up the windows. Y'all know that stuff? Uh, yeah. It was district. It Black was, rep? No, it was Black district. Black rep, too. Black, Lot 401. So, Lot 401. Like, all those spots. but And then, too, at the same time, you got to remember, like, even when we, when we started throwing team parties, like, before we came on the scene, team parties were at, like, rec centers. Like, we were, like, some of the first cats, like, throwing parties inside of Tantric. actual nightclubs. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. whether it was Black Rep or Tantric, La Rumba, and all that. So it's hard Oof. to, like, look back at that time and be like, oh, just having a club was a big deal? Because now every event feels like a like a small niche group rather mm. than, like, a nightclub. Most clubs in Providence don't have their own following. It's like, okay, I go to... A party thrown by these people. Or I go to, the, but it's not necessarily like the club has an identity. But that was so different when we first started throwing events. So like Jay was saying, like the details and all of those extra things weren't necessarily even an option or in the picture. And so as the internet really started to like showcase brunches and things happening in other cities for people of color, I was like, we would travel to go to stuff in D.C., New York, Boston, wherever, and we we're like, there's really nothing of this sort happening in Providence. And so that was kind of our first event that we threw was a, a Rockefeller-themed art gallery. Um, and so we, we, would throw, we hosted that at an art gallery in Providence. And that was kind of just like us saying, all right, we think Rockefeller's art, we think hip-hop's art. We don't see that in the spaces that we, attend, we go to in Providence. And so let's try to make that happen. So that was kind of, that's the start of what Stay Silent was. So you, you talked about details. So I'm assuming the blow pops is your idea. So if you haven't been to a Stay Silent event, you every time you walk in, you will see Sabrina. She will greet you like she knows tawdry. you for years. Like, hey, how you doing? Have a glow you, pop. Give you a and kiss like, on the cheek, everything. Like, you're like, this place is great. <laughs> Half people think I'm drugging them, though. So at <laughs> the first time people come to an event, they're like, what's in this lollipop? I'm like, you think I'm giving y'all? I don't have the money to give all y'all a drug right now. <laughs> I know that. I would have took it anyway, but that's besides the point. So do you feel that Stay Silent has grown in the way that you guys or in the direction that you guys originally intended for it to grow? Uh, I, was, I would say definitely like because more so it, it was more so like a platform to get out our ideas you know what I'm saying and like so I think it's dope to how it's grown into like a community mm. and um like a person that really instilled that in us was Don King who opened FET he was a guy that started Black Rep he was a guy that started Sound Session and, you know like we would go, we would go to like, before we really started, like, talking to Don, it was like, all right, we just doing these events. We getting, like, our creative ideas out. And then when we started linking up with Don, he would start using words like building an institution. And, you know, we really didn't know what the hell that meant at first. And he would say, like, you know, like, when you go to D.C., you go to New York, they have black institutions. They have Kings or, like, there's just spots that you know that's where black culture all of like the different Dominican culture, all the different cultures can live in these spaces. In Providence, we don't have institutions. Like there's not, a, but then we started to think about, it. we're like, okay, Broad Street, there's certain places that we go to that we can feel the culture in every aspect of it, but we were definitely missing it as for, for young people, where we would go to like start something. So like when he, when he would say like institution and kind of put it in that, in that frame of reference, that's when I think you know, we grew, before that, it was just like, you know, we're doing events, we're doing things, we're trying different things, but he was really kind of the guy that put it in perspective, like, yo, what you're doing is is special, and it's a community of things, and that's what I think has grown to since, since that point. When, when you started doing these events, what was the hardest task on putting them together? I would say getting people there <laughs> in the that beginning. Um, so, like, five years ago, when we, when we first started hosting events, we were just like, okay, this event... 
makes no sense to the general population. Meaning like in Providence, you're not gonna just go to an art gallery and RSVP to go stand there. It's like, what is the event portion of that? Like, is what is the thing that I engage with here that makes it something that I need to RSVP or that there has to be like a task attached to it. So we knew off the rip we wanted our events to be RSVP because we wanted to know who was coming to our events. And we weren't sure how that was gonna happen. So for the first few events, it was like, if you RSVP, you come for free. For the first like year, year and, and a half, half type, yeah. there was like people wouldn't come to events. It would we'd have like twelve people, ten people, but it would grow slowly as like we saw people were interested in things. So um, I think that's that was the hardest part. It was always really scary to set up something and like put your whole energy into it, market it for whatever a month, and then show up and be like, "Cool, it's me," and hopefully I can get my cousins to come, and hopefully I can you know just like make I, I, I would, stuff happen in that way. I would say like in addition to that. For for me too, like from especially like the background I was coming from, was like keeping your ego in check through all of that because, like like I said, like I came from doing parties with a thousand people. You know what I mean? Like I like that's that's what we did on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. So to leave that behind when even like the people that we put in position at that time were still being successful at that. And he'd be like, yo, you're crazy. Like, why would you Why would you leave doing this 800-person party in Jovan's to go do a party with 15 people? You know what I'm saying? And even at that time, like, I was traveling as a DJ going, like, different places. So it, it would kind of be like, you know, sticking to the vision and being like, yo, this is what the hell I'm trying to do, regardless of what other people may think of that. You know what I'm saying? how other people are succeeding, like, alongside you. That doesn't, it's not taking away from what your goals are and where you're at. Word. Now, a question. You said you DJ, so did DJing get in the way of anything? Nah, definitely. If anything, I, for me personally, I, I think it helped because, like, being a DJ, I have a relationship with so many different DJs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm able to leverage those relationships to get people to come here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, somebody who might be like, yo, I'm not coming to do somebody's event for less than $600. Like, they're like, yo, I'm just pulling, I just want to pull up. Like, I, I like what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? So that's not always the case, but it, it's it's definitely helped me leverage that, even with, with artists. Like, they're like, yo, I respect what you're doing, so I'm going to just come out. Like, you look at somebody like a cousin Stiz, like, coming to Daytro early, that's off the strength of, like, I go kick it with, you know what I mean, go kick it with him in Boston, and then it's like, yo, I'm coming out, you know what I mean? So Also, it was really beneficial because we had no money, so Jay DJing always helped. We didn't have to put out money to have somebody DJ at the beginning events where it was like, all right, we're already putting up money for the venue. We're already paying for all of these different elements, so him being able to manage that portion, and I could work the door or do things that would usually be paid out tasks, like, that was helpful in the beginning to just... How could we do everything by ourselves? And, and too, I think financially, it it could have been make or break. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like, you know, like since I graduated college, I never had a, a full time job. So this has always kind of been what I've done in, in addition to, to something else. So I think if if I wasn't a DJ and you know you paying the top tier guys to come out, some of them guys want three four hundred dollars minimum to, to come out, and that could have been the difference between of doing the event and not doing the event at that time. It's only so many times you could take that hit on the chin and be like, damn, I've paid for five, you know what I mean? DJs to come to five events and nobody's showing up, you know what I mean? So when did when did you see like Stay Silent take a turn and then was that at a date show? Was that I love you better? When people just flowed through the door and you were like, Yeah, it's on and popping from here on out. 
I would say it was a culmination of things. Like in year two, so year one, we did everything for free. Every event we did was free. All we did was collect RSVPs, just make friends, meet everybody who was in the room, try to like get our vision across, try, stick to our guns and be like, okay, even if this doesn't make sense, even people are like, yo, this would be way funner if y'all did X or Y or Z. And like in the beginning of something, it's really hard to like separate how you really feel about something versus like other people's opinions about what it should be like. So like if you're trying out new art, you're putting out projects, you're a lot more susceptible to somebody's opinion when you're not sure of it. So like in the first year, people had so much feedback for us about like, yeah, but like RCP is fucking annoying. Like I'm not RCP and I'm not going to that party. Yeah, tr truth be told, like it would be, I remember we did this one New Year's party with like a bunch of Rhode Island promoters. This is like one of the last ones that was at, at FIP. And we were like, yo, we want to do art. Because we had been doing RSVPs for all our events. We were like, yo, we want to sell tickets online. And like, yo, these dudes like swore to God that nobody would buy a ticket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, tooth and nail about this like, online They're like, sale. nobody is going to buy a ticket. Like, because that's what the climate Wasn't was. Wasn't that when you guys were the beautiful silence yeah. before? Yeah. So that was, I think like that was always the first year we did everything for free. Year two we started to like see that people were like okay they're not going anywhere like there's still an option if i have somewhere if i want to go out i can go to one of their events so we started to get like somewhat of a crowd in year 2 and we were doing we did Eggs over Yeezy, which is our first sellout event which was there was 90 slots 90 people RSVP'd. people started to come and like be more aware we had a built in we were building an audience Eggs over did really well and then we threw our first day trail that summer and it was free with RSVP in the FET parking lot and that was the first summer we threw it, but we threw, oh no, we only threw one that summer. It went all right. There was like 30 people. Um, but it was fun. It was like what we wanted it to be, but obviously mm. we On a smaller for scale. more people. Yeah. But it was good. Everybody who came stayed. Um, a bunch of people came at the end of it because they didn't get the concept of it being a day party. So and, like, and I think too, it was one of those things where it's like, yo, yeah, we set up this damn fence, so we go, hey, yo, we gonna have fun. Yeah, we yeah, got a lot we're to already set it up. here, type of thing. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's crazy because now, now you got people trying to and, break into the. Fun. Yes, now you're doing <laughs> you it at, in the middle of the city in uh, KP with the ice oh, rink, yep. and at the steel yard, which is, I feel like it's a bigger spot, is it, or is it um, about the it's same? It's actually like. It's a little bit smaller, not size wise, but capacity wise. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. the so that was the summer things got like more solidified. But then year three, we threw three day trails that summer, and the first one had like two hundred. The second one had four hundred, and then the third one was like and that, that, I don't know. It was like exponentially larger. And that was the that was the only one that ever happened inside too. The like second. the the middle one in that. Like the July Where one was of it? That, it was that at FET. So FET was still oh, the home. Inside, of I thought you meant like outside. Yeah, we threw okay. one inside FET because it rained that day. And it was just like the party was enduring all these random things and people were talking about it in a way that we were like, Okay, it's catching on. People are seeing this as like a destination. And it was still free at that point. Um and then the third one that summer we charged like if you came after a certain time. And then the first event of year, the next summer, was the PVD Fest during Day Trail. Ooh, I mean, the I Day Trail that. during PVD Fest, which we did free with RSVP. And we set up the RSVP. We had never put a limit on RSVPs before. We had never even, like, had to manage that portion. And it was, like, 1,100 RSVPs. And we were like, what, what the hell? That yeah, was, cr <laughs> was crazy. What is going on? Um, and so that was, I think, when it was, like, this event has 
much larger legs. People are really interested in it. People are traveling for it. We were getting people calling us like, hey, it's my birthday that weekend. I'm thinking about bringing a party bus from Connecticut down. Can, where can I park it? We're like, we have, we don't know. <laughs> Figure that shit out. And it was the first year. It was PBD Fest. Park so, it on the street or something. I don't know. Yeah, people, I was like, I don't think we can manage that. There's also like, you know this is outside, right? Like, there's no it, right. VIP. It's not like valet. No or, one's bringing you cake. Like, very casual, so what actually. number are you guys at now for Detro? 2,000 is the tickets we sell for the Alex and Ani Center, um, but the steel yard is 1,500 because that's the capacity there. So, and those are both. And they sell out within two days. No. Not even. <laughs> Not One even. day. Like, Less. when the tweet goes out and that's all that happens. Nah, the th- tweet th- goes th- out. 36 hours. 36 hours. Oh, I don't know. Exact. I don't know, Jay. Thanks, that Jay. might be a lie because I'd be at work at my desk and my group chat said, girl, no you better way. get your Every- ticket and I'd be fumbling with my phone like, What's my no, number? No, wait. Everybody be be planning like how when many, the when the tweet goes out, body take it right there. How many early bird tickets? There are no early bird tickets. It's a lie because we <laughs> fell real. out there, within there's minutes. Two hundred. Two hundred. There's a few hundred. Oh, a few hundred. Okay. It can't be so because I put it to you like this: the 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 last day show that we like whatever day show this past summer, I was on sway in the morning. That morning, right? We were in a hotel. <laughs> braggies, room. no nah. braggies. But we were in a hotel room, like arranging the stuff to drop it. And then we went to go, like, we left the hotel after we dropped it, like, all right, we're gonna go eat. And by the time we got back to the hotel, like it was just there was so like eight hundred tickets sold. I've gotten like an early bird ticket hours. once. And yeah. all it's of real. the day trails. People get our early bird tickets. Somebody please so if everybody if anybody hasn't been to a day trail, we release tickets for ten dollars that are early bird tickets and then the rest of the tickets are twenty dollars. And so there's like a whole rumor mill on the internet that's like they don't really drop tickets that are that price. And I'm it's like, yo, why do we lie about that? <laughs> Marketing. It really is. Evil genius. There was a full day trail thread about how you guys only have four (laughs) early bird tickets and you hand them out to your friends. And I was like, this is crazy. I need need to be on the Twitter you on. (laughs) I see that. I'm also like, that is the worst business idea ever. Like the whole, it's like they all sell out in two days. People are like, yo, it didn't really sell out. I'm like, why would I stop people from buying tickets to this? That is that is such a bad business idea. I'm trying to make people buy these tickets. If right. I had more to sell, I would definitely sell them. Word. Now with the high volume of people requesting tickets and buying tickets, how do you deal with the crowd? Like, you know, because a whole bunch of people in one event, it's pretty hard, like security-wise. Like I think like it... For for me, I think it's like outside of like the logistics portion of it, like hiring security, having police, and all that stuff. I think it's just the energy you bring is 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 love at the end of the day. Because, right. like you know, I see I always see people talk about like, yo, oh, this many people in a place, and it's gonna be problems, it's gonna be issues. To me, it's like I I I expect better of our people. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, I don't really be like on that type of time, like nervous, like. Well, these people are gonna be here. These people are gonna be here. These people are gonna be here. So it's gonna be an issue because I'm like, yo, I think I hold ourselves to a higher standard than mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the people, like those people that they're saying like that cause problems or things that happen at events. Like, in my opinion, those are fluke situations. Like, and and I'm saying like a acro- like across the city, like not just stay silent. Like, I can't remember really like the last time I I've, I've been in in a spot. And be like, yo, I'm not safe in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless I'm in the hood, like for right. real, for you know what I'm saying? But I, like outside of that, it's like I think it's 
you know, when there's a lot of people anywhere, people are going to have that, that preconceived thing like, oh, there's so many people here, so it's not un unsafe. But, you know, if, if you really about your business, you really about what you're doing, like, the goal is for people to to be safe and mm -hmm. you know those those things are put in position for for and people to be safe the trickle down too is like our security we try to like bank so one we have like an amazing staff and all of the people who work with us they all share like the same idea of this is our thing we all like we all have ownership over it so if we're in the middle of the floor and you're dancing next to somebody I believe like they're probably a part of the team and they're probably smiling and doing all those things because they're excited and they're happy but they're also like spreading that love and then from the door like Ray and Umberto have worked with us since the beginning of day trails so everybody's used to seeing them like the way that they treat people at the door and the way that they're smiling and greeting people staff and security like we try to f the best of our ability to make them understand that as well be like you need to respect people from the moment that they come in this building. And if somebody's doing something incorrect, handle that the way you need to. But it doesn't need to be a situation where, like, from the moment you walk into somewhere, you feel like you're being violated or being, like, just treated improperly. Our goal is that, like, if you treat anybody that way, whether it's a convicted felon or whatever, like, somebody might look at it like that, yo, they're going to respect you. If you treat somebody properly, people like, people are day, people. Yeah. They want to be respected. They want to be treated well. And that's our goal. Like, we don't have any standards for who comes to our events or anything ridiculous. It's just come as you are, respect people, you can stay. And that's how and, and that's feel. And that's been part of the conversation that I've had with other nightclubs and security people. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go see people at the ACI, and they're not dis disrespectful to... to to, to people coming into the ACI. A paying to get in some spots. To get into, so, so we gotta, you know what I mean? Like with these nightclubs and these events, it's like, yeah, you gotta treat people with respect. You gotta treat them like, yes, they're paying customers, but yo, they're not savages and barbarians. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, we just here to have a good time. So I, I think that's the, the type of energy that we try to at least put out. Uh, okay, so um, with, with the city, because I know, like for us, it's not an issue, but the city always tries to make those things are issue, you know what I mean? Like when you when you go into like the board of licenses, yeah, side. You, you go to get the license. Is it ever an issue with them? Oh, I mean, it's it's definitely a conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they definitely saying this stuff, but I but I think it's like to me is but I the conversation that Sabrina and I always have is like, yo, let's talk about the facts. You know what I'm saying? Like let's not let's not talk about fear. Let's not talk about your preconceived notions. Let's talk about the facts. And a lot of times when you ask people to talk about the facts and not their feelings, it's two it's two different things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we've we've been doing we've been doing this long enough now where it's like we built a rapport and they, and they trust us, but it wasn't as easy the first year. But we've also lived up to what they expect of us, you know what I'm saying, and, and vice versa. But, I mean, we do still have instances where working on other projects, not even just specifically stay silent events like a bounce house or love you better or a day trail, where we have to deal with these people who have, like, these fears and these misconceptions about our, quote, unquote, our people, our audience, the people that we bring. And it's, like I said, like, yo, let's talk about facts. Let's not, just because you saw, like, this one random shooting in the news, that, that really don't have anything to do with the events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think, too, we definitely still deal with issues and preconceived notions, as Jay was saying, but we come so prepared. Like, sometimes we're at the Board of Licenses before... Um, like a group going to get a license to do a beer fest. This is a, a real example that happened. So we went to get a day trail license, and before us, some uh, two individual white males, they went up, they got a license for a beer fest. It was 2,000 people in Roger Williams Park. They had 
like three security, their security plan was three security guards and a police detail. And they had, and everyone who came got an eight ounce glass cup. So there was, all of these people had a glass cup. So then, okay, so that was fine. Everything was smooth for them. How are you going to take out the trash? You know, normal questions. Good, great, fine. Okay, now, that's, that's the biggest question to ask them. What's your trash plan? Yeah, trash plans, traffic, like all those questions, whatever. Answer them fine. So we go up. I'm like, this is going to be easy as hell. We got so much security guys. We got all these police officers. The no glass cups. That we, yeah, no glass, <laughs> no glasses anywhere. And the questions you get are just always microaggressions and undercover racism, like just asking questions about, well, where is your audience coming from? What, what, you don't have any data about, just all this shit that I'm like, really? You didn't ask any of these questions. But on the other end, we're able to say, please look at all the paperwork we brought that outlines how many people are coming, our demographics, all of those things. And at the end of the day, if we can ask why, why do we need to do this? Or why we feel like this is a, 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 an accurate security plan, so what is the issue? Then it's harder for them to respond and be like, uh, they'll never say, Oh, because all of these black and brown people make us extremely nervous. That'll never come out of their mouth. So on our end, as long as we can be prepared and create the space where we're professional, we're managing our, our events, then they really don't have a space. And also letting them know, events are events. 2,000 people, if something happened, it wasn't going to be because of Jay and I and our team's state, uh, insecure planning. Like, it's going to happen because that's a fluke situation. But just as at Ariana Grande's show, did she plan for a terrorist attack to happen in the middle of her party? No. Exactly. But at the end of the day, things happen that are unsafe and unplanned. And all you can do as a city is try to manage that and give support to organizations that are doing but things. But the, the flip side to, like, what Sabrina's saying is, like, you know, black people don't really get that luxury in in Rhode Island. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, Spanish people. When I'm saying black, I'm talking about, like, people of color. everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you when you go into, when you go into do an event, like, the Ariana Grande thing is a fluke, but it's not a fluke when it happens at one of our things. Like, that's not how they look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, for us, it's like, you attracted this audience. And it's like, what are you Or they'll saying? blame it on the music. Yeah. yeah. It Which is unfair, but, you know... But for us, what we try to say is, like, that's not real. So even for us, we always... Now what we get is, like, Oh, you gotta work a stay silent. The police, you gotta work a stay silent event. It's so easy. It's so this. And it's like, okay, just because there's not issues doesn't mean that it's an easy job. This is still managing 2,000 people. And we are not gonna be the ones blamed for something if something happens. This is a business. We're doing what we need to do. We need you to do what you're supposed to do. And we're not the model perfect people of color that you're gonna be like, whenever you wanna do a hip hop thing, call Jay and Sabrina. It's like, it's no, there's so many people who are. That can do the work that we're doing, but you keep putting people in pigeonholes and not letting people do the work that they need to do. Sorry, don't get me started. (laughs) No, it's all it's getting crazy and heated. So let's talk about trade. We're all in trade pop up. When did you open this? And when? And recently, it just got solidified as a nonprofit, right? Or was that always a thing? Tell us how that happened. So how basically. You can be like a nonprofit on a state level, and then you could be federally recognized, which makes you like a 501c3. So 501c3 is, you know, they can apply for grants and they can get different things like that. But you can be a nonprofit on a just a state level. So in the process to become federally recognized, literally took three years since we opened. So like putting the applications in, going going back and forth and, and stuff like that. But um, trade was started in. T- December 2014, yeah, so it's been uh, three years since we opened it, um, with our partner, uh, Andrew White, Whitey. He also does the, the graphic design for, uh, for Stay Silent. And um, it's just like out of the necessity of having space. Like we would rent 
like when we first opened it, it wasn't even necessarily looking at it as what we're doing as a service to the community. Like we didn't look at it like, oh, we're gonna open this space and then all these other people can use this space. It's just like, you no, know, we tired of paying people basically they rent to to open up a sp- to, to go use their spot and then they tell us, oh, you can't play this type of music, you can't put this on a wall, or Oh, you can only drink wine. You can't drink Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is like, but I'm saying this is... You get ri- different drunk on Hennessy. Like, this is, this is, but this is... <laughs> you <true>. do. <laughs> but, but this is, this is like real, like, I'm, I'm not even making this up. Like, they yeah, were the literally... The event we threw, it was um, like $75 an hour to rent the space. And then we weren't able to take any of the art off the walls. We could only put in easels, which were like so awkwardly placed. And it was just... We had like two pictures of Jay Z, and it was like, "Well, this is a Rockefeller art gallery. Yeah, sure. Like, we faked it so bad." But we were just, we were just happy to beat it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then we quickly realized, like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. And at the time, Drew had been doing like a bunch of different pop-up shops and for Beyond All Reach, and so that was where it was like a culmination. Where we're like, we need a space. And Umbert, oh, one of our um, partners at Stay Silent, who does all of the door event at our events, you guys were walking by. Nah, crazy. So uh, we were, we went. We went to Ive Street to go eat at Noodles 102. Shout out to Ive Street. And we were like, <laughs> we were like talking about like the most random, you know, we talk about music, life, and stuff like that. So we just like driving around the east side. And I hadn't been to this, like I'm from the east side, but I hadn't really been to Fox Point like that since I went to, since I went to college. So it's like my first time like seeing like these restaurants and stuff, like first coming on this street. And then we drove by this this spot and I'm like, Yo, what the hell? Like, so we stopped the car and and like, yo, just looking at at, at the time, I think we were even trying to do like a sneaker store. We were like, it could have been anything at that like, point. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> this might have been who knows. We, when you came in here, was it empty or did you guys have to like? It looked just work? like this. It just looked like this, but with black carpet that smelled bad. And mm-hmm. my and my and minus like the racks and stuff. Yeah, that, okay. That Drew built. So we were, that, that's why we started, yeah, definitely out of necessity. And then when we initially started, we were like, there's going to be a rental fee. Da, 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 da. And then artists would come to use the space and they were like, we have no money to have a rental fee. So, of course, we're like, your idea is dope, just use the space. Quickly realizing, like, this is a nonprofit, providing space is a nonprofit, helping people figure out how to market and host events is a part of, like, a nonprofit system. So that's when we started down the road of becoming a nonprofit. And that's how Trade was born. Wow. <laughs> shout shout, shout to the like, IRS, too. Shout to the IRS. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, that's unusual to hear. It is income can, tax season, so shout out to them. get crazy. Why, why you're shouting out the IRS? Because the IRS makes it so difficult to do everything and to become an, an arts nonprofit. Mm-hmm. You might as well like try to grow wings. Like the, It is so difficult. But we did it. So shouts to IRS. Yay! Right, you can't applause. tax trade. <laughs> nah, like, yo, that, like they'll they'll send you uh, like you put the application in and then they don't get back to you for like four months. And then they give you like six days to respond to yeah. the. Th- I'm like, what? The then hell? they ask you mad questions. You got to respond in this short period. They're like, yo, we're not gonna respond for like another six months. So like you, de- you know what I'm saying? Like, like, this is one phone call. Like just call us. Stop sending us snail mail. Right nah, they, now. but the IRS can't call you. That's another thing too. If the IRS ever call you. Don't get yo, scammed. Sabrina got shook like this. That's true. Did get scammed. Yeah, you got scammed. Yeah, scams? I got scammed. Oh, no. I didn't give any money up. But they called me on Christmas Eve, and I was working for myself. I didn't know if I was really paying the right taxes. Sometimes it'd be like that. And they called, and they were like, and they had an Indian accent, and I'm Indian. So then, like, they really just got me. Yo, if the, but that's the, that's the one thing. Well, the IRS can only communicate with you through 
through snail mail. They cannot email you and they cannot call you. So if the IRS mm. is on your phone, it's not the IRS. Hang up. Oh also, I don't know how many Indian people work at the IRS. Just saying. <laughs> Just <laughs> putting that out there. So as far as trade, because now it's been here for three years, like what do you guys plan to continue with it? Do you guys plan to do renovations, have more art galleries, like open the space up more? Because I know you guys open up your applications for trade and they close pretty quickly because a lot of people want to host events here. I think right now we want to keep with the system like we have. So basically artists can use trade for four days um, free of charge. And there's a commission on sales that are made in the space. So if you sell items, we encourage selling items, obviously, because we think that it's important for artists to think of their work in a business sense. And a lot of the beginning when we first started using trade, so many artists would have amazing work in here, clothes in here, and just wouldn't know how to price it, wouldn't be willing to sell it. And this is something that we think more artists need to take themselves seriously in that aspect and allow people to like engage with their art financially. So we definitely want to keep letting artists use the space, small businesses, organizations like SparkUp using the space. So right now this system is going to stay where it's like four-day weekend showings. Um, but I think being flexible in the next year is important for us too. Like we've noticed a lot more people want to do like small group readings or like release parties and stuff. So what I, what I will say is interesting though is because you guys were like somebody who approaches to like want to do a one day thing, and I do think that the four day in, uh, format is interesting because like you guys have been like one of the first groups that I, that I've seen like do something different every single day, and you have like your usual people coming in and the new people coming in so they get to engage with you like in a certain type of way. So I do think that the four-day four format kind of pushes like creatives to be like, okay, what can I do to make oh, this interesting? Oh, it definitely does. Uh, because Christina came I, back to I, I our meeting and we were like, do we get the day? And she was like, I got good news and I got bad news. And we we're like, what is it? She was like, we got the day. And I was like, yes! And then she was like, oh, we got three more. And I said yes, because I didn't want to lose it. So we're like, oh, all right. No, well, that's not how it happened. I warned y'all first. I said, they emailed us back. We got the day. But the problem is we have to reserve for four. It's either reserve for the four or we don't get it. And they were like, okay, well, we'll talk about it. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. And I was then when we it. met up, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I emailed them back and, and them it's a go. We day. got four days. Right. Y'all, y'all body did it. Yeah. But I think so that well. you, you saying you. the four-day format at first, when she said it, I was like, this is going to be crazy. But and it's it was. so true. It did push us to think outside of the box. Like, okay, we want to okay. do this live podcast, but like we're trying to be more than just a podcast. So what else can we do to engage the community? What else can we do to engage the people that support us? What will be engaging so they can get to know Sparkle PVD and See, we were together here, you know what I'm every day. And them two are stressing like we don't know what to do and I'm like yo be easy be easy we got don't this. act your mouth don't act like calm cool and collected all right <laughs> so if y'all never heard our podcast before Bands is the one who's always don't call going him Bands Ruben. That's oh, his you, you that guy? He wants you to be called Beans. Let's just call him Beans. Oh, now oh, you want to call him Beans. <laughs> oh, that, so, no, you know, actually, you know what's like going Jay back? One of my biggest pet peeves, yo, if you, not if you gave yourself a nickname. If you gave yourself a nickname, that don't count. <laughs> if that's your nick, if that's your nickname, that's what people call you. Yo, don't like you know you know how people be like. Oh, I know Ruben. They call him by his full. Except government that name. nobody I, does. Call yo, him nobody calls him that. He gave, <laughs> that he gave himself that name. Yeah. We were the ones show. that made it hot. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> on a little, radio show, you can give yourself a, a name. A little background <laughs> on the. So I used to work at the Renaissance Hotel, hey. and 
I used to valet, so I used to make the most money out of the valets there. So that's why they started. Okay. They started Bands. calling me Rubens. <laughs> like yeah. that's, they that's fire though. That's Rubens, fire though. And that's, that's how fire. it came along. Don't you amp him. Yo, crazy. don't let her play you, man. <laughs> you gotta call. Don't him. amp him, Regina. <laughs> oh, and I will stand alone. I have no problems with that. <laughs> I will stand by myself because at first it was, you know what it is. It's your man, Rubens, and we were like, <laughs> nah, no, man. it was Rob saying, Yo, it, and it, your it, man with the bands, Rubens. And, and nobody like, was calling him that. And then we started calling him as a joke, and they just caught on. It did. Like, yo, my, my mother don't even call me by my government name. Like, you know what I'm saying? Word. So so it'd be like it'd be weird like when people that you just met, they're like, I know Jason Almeida. I'm like, yo, well, the come worst on, thing man. ever well, is I was talking crazy. to somebody at an event and they were like, Sean, 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 all this thing, Sean. And I was like, who's Sean? Oh, and man. they were like, Jay-Z. And I was like, we are that's a little crazy happened. Sean. They were like, Yeah, Sean. Like whenever I see him in the office, like Sean, Sean. I was like, who the hell do I know Sean? He was like Jay Z. I was like, no way. That's so crazy. Let's not. I mean, Christina's the one to do that though. Call people by their government name. I like hey. that. It makes it more hey, personal. Like, shout out to Kooji who's in the back. Sometimes I'll call him by his real name, you know, just to make sure, don't, just to just to keep you at that, that home no, level. Don't don't at that home like, level, I still know you. So when you blow up, don't try to act like your name's not Christian. Okay. Ooh. It's a good name. Ooh. It is a nice name. Is it's it. a very nice name. So when you blow up, wow. I'm gonna see you on the BET Awards like, hey yo, hey Christian, let what's poppin'? Let me tell you something right now. Who let me is, tell you something right now. It's Christian the security. You can't be doing that because see now, what if he brought us some chicken and waffles? Now we're not gonna get that he because didn't. you want. That's see, why well, I said it. Then, then it's then it's fighting. I don't know. I don't. Did you bring involved. the chicken and waffles? <laughs> You're not cool right now. It's on Facebook. Calm down. All right. So bringing it back, the next question for you guys is how is it balancing your business and your personal? Because you guys are also in a relationship. Are we though? <laughs> Whoa. I'm fucking with you. Your turn. Yeah, that, that, that oh. can get real spicy. Yeah, that icebreaker was getting green. I, I, I mean, I don't. I think this is like 24-7, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like a thing. For me, like, it really don't, it don't turn off, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it's not like we could, it's not like we could go sit at the table and stay silent, don't come up, because this is, this is life, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or it's not like, yo, did you see this thing that's happening over here? Because that's, that's life, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, I do think it is a, a balance and finding, like, personal time to do things. And that's, I said, that's definitely something that Sabrina has helped with me, helped me with, like kind of just being more like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta chill for a second, cause my shit has always been go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. So she's giving me like that balance of like, just yeah, you could, yeah, you could chill, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. so I, I, I say, it I say it, it, it is, a, it is a twenty, it is a like, a everyday thing though, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, I never really look at it as like a strain on on my relationship or my personal life, because I've been in relationships where the other person, like, yo, they're not into what I'm into, and that's that's way more stressful. Like, you know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. yeah. Big and facts. I, and I think on my side, um, a part of what I had to learn in the beginning of our relationship was that not to compare my relationship to other people's relationships. Um, and so a lot of my peers were in long-term relationships when we had first started dating, and 
what they would do, like their free time or like going on a date or all these things that I don't even know if I necessarily like give a shit about, but it's just culturally what people are doing. So it's like, oh, Valentine's Day, like he did this, whatever. You know, just like things that you don't, I wasn't in tune even with what I wanted at that time, but it was like, this is what society, your friends, this is what people around you are doing. And like in my personality type, other things are way... If you get me, like, a Harry Potter freaking jigsaw puzzle, like, that's love. Like, I don't need... That really uh, happened. That really happened. That did happen. Um, but I think, like, those are the things that, just as I think in my position in our relationship, I was always feeling, like, comparative in the beginning. And that was when it was like, why are we always talking about work? And it's like, yo, I bring up this more than you do. <laughs> like, I'm always talking about this because I care about ass. it. <laughs> that's real. I'm sorry that you went through that. But... Once I le- learn and realize, like, this is what makes me happy, this is what fulfills me, this partnership fulfills me, like, us doing things and getting to talk about work is, that's a date. Like, that's exciting. Those are things I like. Then I was way happier. And I think that's across the board. It's not just working with your partner. It's like, yo, I don't care if you didn't do this thing that, like, other people are doing because that's not even what I want. Like, it's what you really want, what that person wants, respect, fulfillment. That's what I, that was a struggle for me in the beginning, but... No. We got through it. Now, <laughs> what was your first date? <laughs> we didn't. We've uh, never been on a date. No, nah. <laughs> no we don't date. Yo, we never had a first date. I will say this. Um, I, can't, I, won't call it a, I won't call it a date, but... Like yo, I think we used to shop a lot. Like, oh, yeah. mm. like but we you know, were dating. Like when we was like friends, that was like yo, you trying, like even like Hill, like that's that's what we that do. Was yeah. Hill was on our first date with <laughs> us. No, but it's like yo, we yo, we gonna yo, we about to like bring bring Tree Mall got the crazy polo, so that yo, that's where we going. You we know go spend four and a half hours at the mall. Like and I then, don't know. But then eat like I had like Chipotle for the first time with her. Like so that's like the sign of okay. like they, you know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. This is so That's romantic. That's it's love. dim in there. Yeah. It's all rustic. Yes. It's Yo, different. It is Some a, of There it. you go. Don't get swindled. It's still unhealthy. Oh. <laughs> but that but that was, I guess, you know, we was like, we were like really friends like for a long time. So you already had a foundation. Yeah. No, like really our first date was really probably with Hill. Like we always <laughs> just chill as a group and like I think that that's dope and that's why, I think that's why we like a lot. But Hill, Hill could vouch for me. I did tell Hill, I said, Yo, I'm going to get that. And I did. Okay, uh, see, Hill already I knew. Did say that. He was fine. He was fine. And Hill was like, yup, yup. I hate you so much. Cosign, cosign. This is recorded. Hey. <laughs> so let's shake it up a bit. Um, oh, God. Don't wait. Do you have a shake? I was thinking of what It's about to get real messy. Um, how do you deal? Because obviously, <laughs> Sabrina, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not a handsome man, but okay, obviously, Sabrina is beautiful and gorgeous and <laughs> popping and right all this other stuff. Don't, it's okay. Take it all in. And, you know, everybody loves Sabrina. You come in to stay silent, and everyone's looking forward to seeing Sabrina. I'm like, where's Sabrina? Where's she at? Like, Jay, Jay's back there. I know Jay's back there, but where's Sabrina at? How do you deal with other men, you know, uh, coming at you, woman? I, I mean, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to you like, like that shit really don't don't bother me. Like because, yeah, like, yo, that, yo, that ass. Like it be dudes like yo, what's up with her? And I just start laughing. Like you know what I mean? But um, you can I, try, but but I mean like our, I'll give you her our, number. Our, our, like if like if you if you really like if you like if you really know me like outside of like DJing and like kicking it like people would tell you like 
Nigga, I don't give like I really don't give a fuck what you do or who you are. Like you know what I'm saying? That guy, in so his like, mind and in reality. So like, like to me, like it, like somebody, like I remember it. It's, it's a, it, it was a situation where it's like, oh, oh, this rapper was trying to talk to to me and my friends. I'm like, nigga, that nigga ain't had a hit record in <laughs> in 15 years. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, but that, like I'm. That was a, not me. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. I, I feel like. Like my like my attitude, a lot of that shit is just like, yo, for like if she not interested, then who the fuck cares? Like I'm gonna be stressing about how another nigga feels about my, you know what I'm saying? Hashtag a grown man. That's a good answer, Fine. Jay. Can we get an applause? Okay. Like, <laughs> that was the idea for that whole question. But that but that is but that is real because it's what? a valid question. That is real. I hate it was have so you? Much. Yeah, it's a valid question. I'm Do you melting. guys ever have like? Standoffs about ideas. Ask everybody in this room that's our friend how many times we have standoffs about ideas. <laughs> Where you're like, no, we're gonna do this, and then nah, Jay's like, actually, we're gonna our, do this, yeah, that, and that, it just doesn't work out. That, that's our, no, that's our whole relationship. Our like, entire is, relationship is it's like that's a beautiful thing. A whole relate like we like we're really on opposite sides of this spectrum because like I, like that's what I'm saying like. Like she can, she brings like that balance to stay silent, of like, like to me it's like if if I want to do that shit, like I really don't care how people feel about it. I'm just like, yo, this is what we're doing. Where Sabrina's like a little bit more introspective on that stuff and being like, okay, like how does this work? How does this affect this? How does this that? Like for a long time, you know, my feelings and sentiments have changed a lot because of like. Just being in a relationship with Serena, but a lot of be like, yo, yo, if I want, if I want to, if I want to do it, then, then I don't give a like, I really don't give a fuck, like you know what I mean? Word. Um, Yeah, we are, we are, we debate. We are professional debaters, and everyone in our lives can attest to how often everything is a debate. And like, I almost sometimes look at somebody who's with us, and I'm like, we're doing that thing when like parents argue, and then the kid is just like. I wish I wasn't here. Like, we do that <laughs> so often. That's funny. Um, but it's also, like, it has grown into something where we know how to maneuver through it now. And, like, there is a point where I I, I have to... Well, we're both super competitive, super prideful. Like, we will go until someone's dead. Like, that is what it is. Oh, wow. And so we've gotten a lot better, and it's more... We choose our battles more often now, and I think both of us swallow our like, okay, you got that one. But <laughs> when it comes to that. stay silent, it definitely can go like all out. And I'm really thankful that we stopped having as many meetings as we used to have because 58% of no, 78% of the meeting is Jason and I going back and forth about an idea. So, who won the most battles? I don't back down, man. I don't back oh, down. Man. Yeah, like he might have won the debate, but did his idea end up happening in the end? Maybe not. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that, 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 but that's but that's re- that's real shit. Like, have any of the ve- any of the events that is a household event in the city has any of those been like like a problem between you? Like, All no, let's not do no R and B party. No, like not not the concept, but de- sometimes details. Like, I'll give you I'll give you an example. Like, and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound stupid, but like for example, like the bounce house at Daytro. Like there was a point where that was up for discussion, and that wasn't Sabrina saying that she didn't want it. That was 
all right, we're doing it with the city. And they're like, well, kids are going to want to get in the bouncy house. So this really happened. Like, we don't think it should be there because the kids are going to walk by and they're going to feel bad because they, they can't walk into the bouncy house. And I, I say, well, the bouncy house is not for kids. Like, you but know me I mean? on the other side, it's like, put parents. Like, I'm, I'm getting it. So I, was, I did bring up, like, maybe we shouldn't have it at this one. And then Jay was like, what? Is it like, house? Like, I, like, and my, my, my viewpoint was on it is if the bounce house is not there, then we're not doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really how yeah. I how I felt. But there's vice versa. There has been things where Sabrina's like, yo, if the details ain't like this, and I'm like, why is that a big deal? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's aesthetics. That's why people do love aesthetics. People love aesthetics right now more than the actual shit, so they can all right. go so in for the everything. I'm in, but I might the, go in. The trimmonade, those little details matter. Have yeah. you guys ran into? I don't want to call them imposters, but I'm gonna call them imposters. I knew y'all were gonna try to make this messy. I, I mean, know. is it messy? I mean, yet I don't. <laughs> probably... I don't understand the question. All right, so let me just let me. Let me do this again then. So do you guys ever find that people may come to you, they may come to you, or they may not. They may like kind of go behind your back and basically copy what you guys are doing or things that you guys are trying to do that you just find that other people are trying to do. Because sometimes I'll see like events that the entire event resembles like a day drill, but it's called like not a day drill. And I'm like... So to 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 hit your to hit your point right on the head. No, <laughs> now I'm not I'm not gonna say that, but but, but no no hold up. It's but, recorded. But, it's recorded. No, but I, but I, I will say this is like no idea is original. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. No idea is original. So it's like I understand from that perspective. It's like yo, we all influenced by something. Like I said, right. like there were people that came before us that were doing things that we may have taken a page from their book and made our gumbo our special thing. Now, my, my flip side to this, though, is that I got respect for anybody who's influenced because we all influenced by everything. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. But I, I, can't, I can't respect people that take things word for word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the spitting image. The, the spitting, like, I can't, for me, I can't, I can't respect that. Like, it's, and I'm not, and for, for the most part, I do think that the people who, who have the right intentions and the people who want to be a part of like the greater community of what's going on, you know, they're trying to make things happen and we all influencing each other. Like, right. But at the same time, the ones who are here just for the money and don't care about that, they're the ones that's saying, okay, or well, y'all got a podcast and it's lit, so we got to do the same type of thing and talk about the same type of things and have the same type of guests. Or like I've had people, I had somebody tell me recently, they say, yo, I'm going to be your competition this, this, this summer for Daytra. And I laughed in his face because when he, when he said that, I'm like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, at the end of the day, it, we talking about throwing parties outside. Like, we didn't invent that. Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. But if you go throw the same thing with the same elements, like, I don't even got to say nothing. The people's going to laugh at you. Right. Um, yeah, I would like to also reiterate that. Now, we, we definitely always say, like, we didn't invent. People, like, even when you give, gave the intro, like, I always am really floored when people are like, oh, you guys have started the wave or whatever. Like, because, one, I, I really, truly don't think that's true. And like Jay said, like, it is about this bigger thing. And because, like, we try to think of things definitely on, like, I'm not trying to be the best in Rhode Island. I'm not try, th- trying to be the best in New England. Like, I want somebody who goes to a brunch party in Texas to go to a brunch party in Providence and be like, yo, this is 
one of the best brunches I've ever been to. Like, PVD Donuts is trying to be the best donut in Providence. They want to be the best donut in the whole country. So, like, I think that a lot of times that's something that we get caught up on regionally is, like, somebody will be doing something and it's like, you feel like you fucking created that whole thing and, like, it's yours. And at the end of the day, there have been vintage shops for years. There have been all these different things for years. But, like, no one's going to be you. And the real way you can win on making your own iteration of things is feeling what you feel, liking what you like, and making that come through. Like, everybody's made a t-shirt. But what makes a t-shirt from this person that much more different? And so, like, from us, it's like, yo, brunch, nightlife, day parties. We didn't start any of that. But we hope that, like, Jay and I and our team's personalities and, like, the way we care about things and, like, all of these different things that we like, we hope they come through, and that's what people come to. Like, yo, but for some reason, like, Jay always plays this one record, and that's his favorite record. Oh, oh, <laughs> and it's like, we hope that, like, that wasn't something we purposely did, was like, you have to play this song, and people are going to leave and think about you. Hey, yo, but it's like, we like that song. I really like to electric slide so damn much, and, and, and now to, we do it at every party. And to be real, like, I, 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 I will give this, this DJ their props. Uh, nice hits. Nice hits uh, with DJ Franchise's uh, younger brother. Like, he was one of the first DJs I ever heard play that particular song, Frankie Beverly and Maze, before I let you go in the club. Like, he used to play that at level two every week. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't like, even know that. So, like, so I always appreciate it. Like, he was like somebody that will always play like cookout type musics in the club. So, that's definitely, I gotta salute him on that. Like, so somebody like him could easily be like, oh, people are biting me, but it's like, no, nah, like, yo. We all influenced by each other, you know what I mean? That's what makes it a community. And I think that you guys have done a good job at allowing people to feel inspired or influenced. And especially with your team, you know, you're, I always see with Hill Hala, who is an artist. I, John Hope is always around. Uh, Daily No. Now Norlin. Shout out to Norlin. I went to middle school with him. Hey. <laughs> and oh, so, like, Providence. You, it's just this, like, we always use this word, but it's really a vibe. Campbell's, I think of Campbell's and just so many things that have people that have come before you, but I feel like you guys came and then just like, like PVD. I never called Providence PVD before you guys started calling it PVD, to be honest. Like, I know TF Green calls it PVD, PVD for cold, yeah. but like now everyone's like, yo, PVD. Like, it's Fact. just a thing now. And now there's just this sense of pride, which is great. It's interesting because, like, I feel like if you go see Cam, like, we're always there on his side, too. And, like, you go to a Hill show, like, we're always front row. And, like, that's the thing is, like, we didn't do this. Like, we didn't create a collective or, like, a group on purpose. Like, this is really just people I love and that, like, we have a friendship. So, like, PVD, Hill was like, yo, we should start doing this thing. I, I don't remember. It was a it hashtag, 808 and Twerk Tapes. tapes yeah. the, we I threw an anti-Valentine's Day party called 808s and Twerk Tapes, which at the time, like, everybody was, not, nobody was playing trap music. Which, LOL, right? Like, nobody's playing trap music, and now every party's all trap. But we threw 808s and twerk tapes, and hashtag 808s and twerk tapes is way too long. And Hill was like, yo, 808s PVD. And that was the first time PVD showed up through Stay Silent. But it's like, it's just, it's like family. Like, you don't realize you pick up something from your brother. Like, you just pick it up because he's next to you. Like, you know what I mean? Or, like, vice versa. Somebody, one of my homies might have a fucking note in his phone of, like, 
the things he's going to do this week and be like, Sabrina always made us take notes. Like, we all learn things from each other. And that's what, like, community is definitely just what it is. It's not something that, like, was planned. And I think that's a, that's what I hope people get from it. Like, if you come to this, you take what you get out of it. And, like, hopefully we get something from you, too. It's not just, like, I don't think I have the answers. I'm, I'm hoping that we all learn from, like, each other and our experiences. And you guys do things individually, too. So let's talk about Sabrina first. I know you do the the... Correct me, I don't know the, the correct title. The For Us, By Us, For Women? Yeah, For Girls, by girls. girls. Yeah, For Girls, By Girls. Is that, that's held here, that's too, held right? That's held here, yeah. That's a, an art show that Michelle, Michi Lowe, I don't, yeah. Michi Lowe and I curate um, annually. We haven't done one yet this year, but... or we Yeah, we did one in March of 2017, but we haven't done one yet in 2018. And so that was just, like, a, an art show. But it's because through trade, we really realized how many artists... Um, how many women artists are not displayed during shows. So that was just something that we came up with. But aside from that, um, before Stay Silent, I did a lot of freelance digital marketing and managed people's accounts and all that. But right now, I'm strictly Stay Silent. I haven't taken on a client in like two and a half years, and I don't really have an outside platform. And I just, there were definitely different times where I was like, what's my thing? Like, Jay's a DJ, and... Whitey makes clothes, and, and you know, and I was like, where is my thing? And I really realized that my thing is stay silent, and like my energy in stay silent is super important. So as far as like an outside presence, like I'm just dedicating all of my energy to this, and I feel like good about that that time. Okay, and Jay, Jay. obviously a DJ, and you were just you not just, but you were in on Shade Four or Five recently, and you did something else too that was huge. At the was it the S? Um, you guys went to Texas. Was it Texas? Oh, South by Southwest. That yes. that was stay silent too, though. Like, oh, uh, right? yeah. So we eight eight three C. But um, I mean, like to me, like I'm rooted in being a DJ. But I just feel like like it's like I'm a, like a child of hip hop. You know what I mean? So like before DJ and I was rapping. Now I'm trying to like make beats. So can you spit something? <laughs> you don't want it. Well, <laughs> but uh. I got but 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 that but that you know what I'm saying that's just how I came, how I came up like just being <laughs> just being curious in hip hop you know what I mean so like to me like that's anything that got to do with hip hop like I'm re- I'm related to that like so like right now like getting into like doing like the Mooley Press which is like a newspaper like about like underground culture like talking about like you know my first issue we talked about like Dapper Dan and the Low Lives like talk about like um their influence on culture so to me. You know, like anything that I want to try, I don't want to be limited to because the same thing when I when I first started DJing, it was like, Nigga, what the fuck you want DJ for, bro? Like, you didn't have turntables when you was five, like you know, like that's Brooklyn. Carry the crates. Like, that's that's how people that's how people talk, and I, I've I've been able to travel the country and play music. So like to me, it's like wherever it takes me, that, that's where I'm gonna go. If I'm at least curious in it, let, let let me try it out. And I think in 2018, we have. We have way more fluidity and we have less reason to be like, this is the thing I do. I feel like artists in general are winning more across the board when they're like, I'm an artist and these are all the platforms that you can find my art, whether that's through clothes, music. That's how it's sto- that's how stores are winning. They're like, I'm not just a store, I'm a content house. And I have we have clothes, we have artists that work with us, we have so it's like we I think as people just need to continue to look at ourselves like that. And as New England, we need to look at ourselves like that. And so even John Hope, he's somebody that recently I've seen take on more of the titles of what he does. Like, he always was like, I'm an artist. This is where my music can be found. Now it's like, I'm an artist. I'm an author. I do all these other things. So instead of us having to be like, this is what I do, it's like, these are all the ways that you can experience what I do because I'm a 
multifaceted and you, human. You know what's interesting to that point? Because um, you, like, me, me and Hill always talk about this. Like, I'm like, you know, like, like right now, I think because of, like, social media, like, you have people who are just like, you, you know, I'm a fashion guy, or I'm this, I'm that. Like, like all of, like, these different things where, like, I remember, like, back in the day, it's like, those things were, like, secondary to what you did. So it's like, you know, I'm a basketball player that dress nice. I'm a rapper that dress nice, or I, whatever, like, all of these things. And I think kind of, like, getting back to that, like, and, and just seeing it just being like, yo, you can you can be whatever you want to be, but make sure that shit stands for something. You know what I'm saying? Because like a lot of time people are like, they just want to do these things or have these titles for like social media. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I'm this Instagram popping DJ, but I don't really DJ. I just saw this thing that was like, um, imagine being a makeup artist and then your Instagram deletes and poof, you're not an in- a makeup artist anymore. And it's true. It's like how many, and I'm not saying that that's not a viable platform. It's super necessary. You should utilize all the tools you have, but it's also about like how you're building roots outside of those things. And right now we have so many tools, but just like making that a part of your story and not like the whole story. Exactly. Yeah. Are you going to say something? Nah. <laughs> Are you blown away? Like I was going like, to wow. ask something to follow up and they kind of just answered it. So Okay. I mean, and that's what we tried to do too. We, we're always in the studio and I feel like we're, sometimes I feel like we're not on enough platforms because we're just a podcast. So I was like, we have to get out. We have to do something else. That's what and, y'all doing right now. And bring people together and... And you're not just a podcast. Like, well, part of it is just changing how you talk about it. True. Part of it's being like, Spark Up PVD is a creative platform. Like, even if you just start calling it something different, you'll be amazed at the amount of people call it something different. Like, I could walk around and be like, Stay Sound's a church. And in six months, like, people will be like, yo, are y'all been to the Stay Sound church? Like, it's, half of it yo. is perception. Yeah, you, perception's you, everything. If you think of, like, I, I have this theory, like, in hip-hop of, like, this is what people do. Like, if you notice, like, Lil Wayne, like, nobody said Lil Wayne was the best rapper he alive until he started rapper. calling himself that. Right. So, like, every everything that you see, like, people were like, oh, they're, I'm this, I'm that. Toronto being the coolest place in the whole world. Like, yo, no one felt that way. He put nah, that on every song. So and cool. Come on, like, we all Canada. know Providence is the best place <laughs> exactly. in the world. Come we need on, more definitely. songs about it. Sex. We, we need, Hill, we need, get on that. We need, we, we, need, we, need, we, need, we need people to believe that, too, though. Yeah. Like, you know That's what I'm saying? True. That's like, true. not just say that. You need people to, like, believe that shit. Fact. So it's, half of it is just changing. Because, like, you guys are not just a podcast. Y'all are three individuals that do things in the community. Y'all have lives. Y'all have interests. It, the podcast is a platform people can connect with y'all over, but that's not what it is. So, like, imagine if I just called... For a long time, I called Stay Silent an events company. And it's like... So people were like, yo, y'all do parties, and that's all y'all do. Y'all promoters. And we had to change the way it was called, even though, I guess... If you want to boil it down and call it that, then that's what it can be. But I know it's way more than that. So mm-hmm. it's like it is about changing it in your mind and presenting it as what you want it to be and what you truly think it can be instead of just like, you know, not just a podcast. Next time we say that, we're going to fight. Okay. You're going to win. Oh. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want but to throw hands with her. I cannot fight. <laughs> and before you guys were stay silent, you were beautiful silence. When you did that switch was that a nerve-wracking thing? Did you think, like, we're, we're going to lose the followers that we have, or now we got to switch everything up? I'll say, you know, shout to Peralta Project, because he, w- he was the one that, in my opinion, that really pushed that, because we were, we were on the subway with him in New York, and we had just got this logo redesigned, because our original logo was the lips with the, the zipper. Lips. Oh, my and then uh, Drew, rede- Drew redesigned the logo, and um, I remember like being like one of the things that Sabrina would say was was like like 
It doesn't make sense because it's just an S. So hey, if our name is Beautiful Silence and our logo is an S, I was like, I don't know. So we were just, so we're like debating on this and we're like on a train with Peralta and he's like, he was like, yeah, like, I don't know. He said like some, some smart ass shit that he would say. And we just like, yeah, now we stay silent. It was basically like y'all dumb as shit. All your social media, oh, stay wow. silent. Your logo is an S. Sounds like y'all want to be stay silent. And so it wasn't It wasn't something we thought about, like, people wouldn't get. Because beautiful silence doesn't, like, roll off your tongue or anything. It's not something that's... People weren't like, yo, beautiful silence. Oh my. They were like, day trail. <laughs> the people who throw day trail. But now stay silent, I think, has, like, its own name and legs, hopefully. And we're working on making it bigger. And I think it's self-explaining, sorry, what it means. But can you guys talk on that? Because I think that's, like, very key. <laughs> no, I'll say... <laughs> Um, stay silent like our mantra at first was stay silent let the work speak for itself and that just goes back to basically like in a in an era where it's like you have social media you have all this stuff with people just like look at me look what I'm doing look what's going on I'm the best I'm this it's just like let the product be what leads and that's that's kind of how we started like our just our thought process, like our whole ethos of stay silent is is behind that. So that's what, quote unquote, the beautiful silence was. And stay silent was kind of just like a tagline to that. So you guys have five years under your belt. And obviously, like the first five years are kind of like all of the groundwork. So now that you're going into your next five, ten, however many years, what are your goals and plans? We'll start with 2018 and then we'll talk like big time. In 2018, we are going to open a venue. And uh, it's been something that we've been working on for the last two years in different facets. Like It's something I've definitely spoke on since 2016, 2015. But this year, we know we're prepared and we have the ability to open a space. So our goal is to have um, a bar slash event venue um, in Providence or Pawtucket. This and is going to be lit. lit. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope it's going to be really. Um, so that's definitely, I think, a part of it. Venue is important because we want ownership of a space that we can make feel the way we need to feel and present things the way we want to present them. And we've worked in so many different spaces, and it's always there's always a compromise, right, when you're in somebody else's space. And that's good, and it's taught us a lot, and it's also taught us there are some things we do not want to compromise on anymore at this point. So um, we feel like this that is definitely like a, an immediate goal of ours and then we're we want to expand our business to include more content so we will be doing more video work and hopefully some podcasts or like talk stuff and yeah just like expanding presenting things through more platforms let's say too uh my ultimate goal is to take providence to the world like make people like make whatever is going on here even beyond us like a reference point for for other people because like for a long time, like yeah, you go to New York and people would be like, yo, like black people live in Rhode Island, like you know, like like <laughs> right. that ass. Like, what people, is Rhode Island? Like uh, people would say that. Long Island. And, and like also showing that, like you know, like we not really, we're not the only people doing stuff here. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I, I think that can be like the misconception that that people may try to paint. I'm like, yo, it's it's a bunch of people doing things, but it's like us as a city believing like, yo, we have a history, we've had stuff going on. So like. Like aside from from those like goals that Sabrina mentioned, like I you know I want to make motherfuckers proud to be from this from this place, like to be like True. yo, like we could we could go to New York, like whether you a DJ, whether you a rapper, it's like yo, like we you from here, we, right, we're, right, we're right. popping, you know what I'm saying? That we are, we we're really popping. I, I think <laughs> I think Providence is up next. Me personally, I think there's so much coming out of Providence that anybody 
in the U.S. is gonna have to. I'm not gonna front this. I feel like a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people come here and steal the sauce. Like if if we if we, if we keep it in super hundred, like I feel like a lot of. Like you got Rizzy, you got Brown. Then you you look aside from that. There's so much culture here. How much that, diversity we have, like that pe- people that's not even from here, since they're not in in it every day, they see the opportunity and they, you know, they could go bring it back to where they're from, or they they go something that they couldn't do where they were, where they were from. They come here and do it and be successful at that shit. So it's like, why can't people that's from here see and be like, yo, you know what, like. That vacant space that's on the corner, like let me get that popping. Like, Let's you know make that into a donut shop and see what happens. Like seriously, yeah. and then camp out and sleep overnight to but, make sure but, you get but the But I'm donut. pretty sure, like, like <laughs> I'll do it. But you look at PVD donut, like people, like there, there's no way that people thought that shit was possible. People walk by that building for how many years it was vacant, and they mm-hmm. shit on that whole thing. Like this neighborhood's yep. going down, this no. is going well, yeah. and you see somebody like with an idea and a dream. And I think my biggest. The thing I have an issue with with New England is that I always feel like people feel like they settled by being here. Right. So like mm-hmm. people from here, it's like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm still in Rhode Island. Like it's like this like blanket of like, yeah, no, like, but I'm really my goal, like three years I'm gonna be in LA, three years I'm gonna be in Atlanta, next year I'm gonna be in New York. And it's like I have no problem with people wanting to move. That is not right. where my issue comes from. It comes from feeling ashamed. And like it's a set, it's this is your second best, your third best option was being here. And my goal is that people look at this as fertile ground. If there's, if you cannot do the thing you like here, it's because you can create the thing you like here. Like in New York, you are one in three trillion. Exactly. Like here, exactly. you can actually create a staple, create a house. You can afford to rent a retail space, which cannot happen in major cities anywhere. So I feel like we have such fertile, fertile ground. If we don't take ownership of it, do you know how many people from New York, L.A., Atlanta, they're going to come and over. rent up everything yep. because that's what's already happening. So like we look at what's happening. We look at how many landlords are not from Rhode Island, how many satellite ownership. That's happening because we have two of the largest universities, most well-established universities in the world in our city. Those things become beacons for a whole business. And right mm-hmm. now with the internet, this thing's out of here. So like take this, make this place the fertile ground you want it to be. And like I do think that's a big part of our goal. I mean, for if, the next even, if, even if you look at like culture like in the world, like outside of Rhode Island, like like what's going on, like I right, look at somebody like Shepard Ferry, right? Like, yeah, we could have we walked in Nice Slice every day for ten years, and they had his work on the wall. Like, he went to school here. Like the people that's if anybody's not aware, definitely search Shepard Ferry. Obe- obey, obey, like you know what I'm saying? Like, so you remember all the Obey shirts? Like that, like he is all over the place. He got he got that yeah. popping in Rhode Island. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yo, you, you look at like Airbnb, like those guys, they went to RISD. You know what I mean? Like there's so many, there's so many. Like you even look at people like A Rap music, shit. Like the other day we found out it was a New Jack swing band that came from here. You look I mean, at- you just hear Providence mm-hmm. is a part of so many stories, and it it's so impactful for people when they come to college here. When they do things, it's like yo, nothing. That city meant so much to me for this time, and I feel like that's something we need to. We're from here. It's the same thing. Like your mom's cooking. I always use this example, but like you get sick of your mom's cooking, she probably makes the best food out of everybody in the whole world. And it's like, but you have to. We have to recognize what we have at home and like really take ownership over it in order for this to become something more.
point. I mean, and that's what people do. Like, you know, people, we were having a discussion one time about artists that come from the South, like rappers, for instance, and how they blow up. You know, you see a lot of rappers that come from the South and their own community is who, you know, push them up to get to those points. They're so proud of where they come from and they're so proud of the talent that comes out of their city and out of their state. And you don't see a lot of that, like, in Rhode Island. You see a lot of that from New York, of course, from California. People are so proud of the people that come out of these places. And it's like, if someone comes out of Providence, people in Providence are like, ah, that guy's not even that good. Or mm -hmm. this is true. It's the energy, like the energy that is coming out of other cities and states is so solid and consistent. But the energy that comes out of Providence, I can't really say Rhode Island, sometimes it's not as consistent or as welcoming. But sometimes it's like, you know, niggas got to travel more and go see shit. Like sometimes, like everybody I know that has that energy, like when they leave here and they go see, they're like, damn, like, Yo, we really do uh, have really, the best food. We really like, do yo, have I'm, 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 I'm the best I'm, I'm looking people. I'm we really this, do have. I'm telling you this as like even as a DJ, man. Like it'd be like I don't know, like 2012, like 2011, 2012. Like like Slow Bucks would bring me to Miami to go DJ, and it'd be dudes from Rhode Island coming with me. That's their first time in Miami. You know what I'm saying? We mm -hmm. DJing in the craziest clubs. They in there chilling, having the the time of their life, and it's like yo to think. All these DJs go DJ, and they're like, yo, psh, like, niggas wasn't even, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell was they doing? Like, so I, I say that to say this is like, how many times, like, even other DJs from here will come with me somewhere else and body it, and the DJs from there be like, damn, y'all are nice. Like, where y'all from? Uh, uh, Rhode Island? Like, oh, y'all not from Brooklyn? You guys not from, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to just leave here to go see some shit and come back, and it, it really make you appreciate. And there's, I have two more quick points to that. Sorry um, that this is a long-winded answer. But I do think that, one, taking, knowing that things start with you is really important across the board. And I know that this is, like, corny and it's whatever, but when we feel like, the energy in Providence is whack. Like, stuff starts with me. Like, if I'm the one, if I'm critiquing stuff that's happening on a local level to the 10th degree, I go to a party, I'm like, yo, nobody even came. Yo, that DJ, he right. played one song I didn't like. This is the worst party I've ever been to. Like, the, the way that people talk about things, it's like, yo, you don't even create a chance for yourself to enjoy it or for other people to enjoy it. And it's like, if I'm a part of that narrative, if that's how I talk about other people's stuff, then I better expect that same judgment and that same energy when I'm doing something. Like, imagine people listening to your right. podcast, they're like, yo, the levels on that shit were terrible. I'm never listening to it again. It's like, yo, y'all are learning. Things are happening. So, like, we definitely have to give space to our own people to try shit. We have to give positive feedback and critiques. But it's like, we're so quick to be like, oh, that shit, that shit's played. Everybody there's a hype beast. This, da, 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 da. And it's like, so if you're true. giving that feedback... But it starts with us. Like, if you know you do that, then know that that's the energy that's gonna come back to you, and that's just gonna keep happening over and over again. And this is just gonna be the city you live in. Because in my mindset, I haven't lived in that city in a long time because I don't feel that way. When I go to a young person's, like, we just went to Unknown Studios, they did a party, yo, that shit was popping to me. I learned stuff I didn't know. I saw clothes that were people were making in our city, and it's like somebody else could have been that, but like, yo, this many people went, and it was lack, and nobody danced. It's like, yo, you got to get out your own head. And yeah. that's something I always hear. It's like community is what we are right now. You, there's no secret. You don't go to leave here and go to the community. Like you don't leave here and go to the energy. This is the energy. Right. So like I feel like everybody's always talking about like the fun to achieve over there. It's like, no, you are the fun. You at a party. You're not having fun. You part of why it's whack. Like exactly. how is yep. this not something that you feel? <laughs> like, Real sorry. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like. Preach. Yeah. 
Like you're at a party sitting down and being like, yo, nobody has fun at the. It's like, bro, what? That's so yeah, true. So and I then think- be telling your friends that party was whack. And then when your friend's like, what was you doing? You know, I was sitting in the corner being whack, but yeah. the party was <laughs> whack, though. Exactly. Like, It's never anybody else's responsibility to do all these things but your own. That's what mm-hmm. it is. So I think that's a big part of like how we are actually going to see change happen. And that was my second point. I have so a sure. last final wrap up. Oh, I'll say this, too, though. That don't give us microphones. That I think <laughs> I, like one like one thing, and like I want to salute like somebody like DJ Franchise, what he's doing with the Franchise Report, is that it's given like a lot of like legends in Rhode Island. Like even though people might not necessarily look at these people like legends, like you know, I look at like for example, I look at Lefty, I look at Ruckus, I look at Franchise, I look at these guys at, at different times in a in their careers where it's like. Yo, they had shit lit. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like, 100%. like you know what I'm saying? DJ Lefty. Like you look at you like that's like like DJ boy, Lefty, cool. these guys like Legit. these are that's like our Mr. C's our our funk flexes. Like shout yeah. to D, shout shout to DJ Buck, shout to Ben. Like you know what I'm saying? The, the list the list could go on with a, with a lot of the, with a lot of these guys. And I think sometimes like since we're in such close proximity to some of these people that we really can't appreciate what they have contributed. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, like, yo, CNJ Records, like, at one time, bro, like, I see people like, oh, it's not popping until a Rhode Island artist performs in a Dunkin' Donuts Center. I'm like, yo, they had Jinsu at nine years old lit in, in a oh Dunkin' Donuts Center. You know what I'm saying? Like, cra- like crazy. But we need more We need more people that's going to pass on these stories. And that's why I think the podcast shit is important because it's like the first time that some of these people even get the platform. So, like, sometimes they might come off, like, a little bitter, you know what I'm saying, when they're talking because they haven't had the voice or the space to talk about what they've been doing. And they've been going through a lot of shit for, like, the last 15, 20 years. So I do think it is dope, like, what y'all doing, what Franchise is doing, just giving people the platform, to, like, Mike Nice to come up and be like, yo, back in my day, I did this, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But also what I will say to the older, older people is giving the young niggas like myself or even the people younger than me the room to grow and build their destiny because it's not all about what you did back in the day at Joe Vaughn's. You know what I'm saying? It's about, right. yo, y'all built that foundation. We're going to give you the props and we're going to give you the respect. But, yo, it's Provide PVD out here. It's the Daily Note out here. It's Spark Up. P- it's a lot of people out here doing stuff. So let's not just get stuck in the past because then we're not going to be able to move forward type mm-hmm. shit. And, and that's the only way we can move forward if we push each other to the top. Right. And I think that it's important to know that you're opening doors for the next people. Like, it's going to be stay silent, but every, y'all are going to get old and this is going to stop and you're going to do other things outside. And that's what, but that's what I'm saying is like, if you're an older person in Rhode Island right now, like, like my, my issue has been, it's like, yo, if you're older, you're an older person, you've had a platform, you have the, you, you've done these things, don't be a hater, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, no, no <laughs> bullshit. You shouldn't be doing this for it to be just about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, at the end of the day, if Beato's not better than me, if Diamond's not better than me, then what the fuck was I doing? Also, put your money up. If you have spots, you have spaces, you have ability to do things, you have an audience, pay artists, pay people to use, to, like, Beato plays our parties, we pay Beato the same rate we pay whoever else. Like, I feel like that's another thing that people do is, like, they get a piece of something and then we don't share the wealth, we don't share knowledge. It just becomes, like, I don't know. I feel like we are in a good space if we take ownership of where we are at. If we try to be this other thing, if we try to... 
if we're unhappy with where we're at, then that's just going to keep happening. So, like, I think seeing how much fertile ground we have, how many artists we have, DJs, creating spaces, saying, like, yo, y'all have a podcast, it's going to keep getting better. Like, this is something that's going to be around in 10 years. Like, talking about things, like, they're real, they're not hobbies, they're not side gigs, they're not any of this stuff. This is your passion, it's something you want to do. Like, give yourself that space. And I think the doubt and all of that is what we need to get through as like a region to be what we really should be. I love that. So do you guys so have good. anything to say about Stay Silent that you want people to know or recognize about the organization? Like what do you want people to take away from either coming out of day trail or coming to trade? What do you want them to say about Stay Silent or feel? Um, one is spread love, the PVD way. Like spread love our way as in like how our region does it, let's make that a thing that people know and feel when they come here, like hospitality. That's how we want, that's how we want everybody to feel like their family. And also that we are a part of a family and that's why we're here. Like I want people to come to Stay Silent and see the remnants of everybody I love and all of the things that I've learned from the past. Like we want everything we do to be a part of a story. And like, I don't ever want it to be the Stay Silent story without all the things that we are because of the people we work with. And so that's, like, the biggest thing is just, like, I hope you leave a Stay Silent event and you feel like family. And, like, even if you're, like, I have no clue why I feel like this or why I want to <laughs> keep coming back to this. It's just a party. But, like, I hope that eventually it clicks. It's, like, yo, it's because it feels like a family. That's what I hope comes through. I'll say, too, is that it's a culmination of idea, like of ideas and people. Like, this isn't, like, just something that just happens because, oh, he's like, oh, we just want to do this thing outside. So it happens, like, yo, like... That like that thing that you may think that you just walk by like I didn't really think like I didn't you whatever you have a certain type of feeling towards it, it's like just know that we thought about that before we got here like you know what I'm saying like where it's like a a, a lot of times is people can be so hypercritical uh, about things and they don't they don't realize like yo my nigga I put my life into this like you know what I'm saying like this isn't like I didn't just wake up and just th- and just throw this together like even when it was the first day trail and. Me, Hill, Cam, Whitey, like, you know what I'm saying? We out there putting up the fence that we had to go buy at Home Depot and it falls down and we got to keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, even that, at that point, that was our blood, sweat, and tears, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that is, like, giving, giving not just us that space, but everybody that space that it's like, yo, people are trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, and... And just, like the just world be, would be a lot better if we just did that across the yeah, board. Yeah, j- j- just just be cognizant of that. That yo, people are trying. Like you know what I mean. So it's like even even for us, it's like if we wanna if we wanna move the culture if we wanna move the culture forward, we wanna move everything that's going on in the in the city forward. Is like realize like say yo, cherish your cherish your own man. Like don't don't go to don't go to New York and be all hype when you see something going on over there. But when it's happening in your city, now you got you got every little thing to say about it because. It's just not cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And support black and brown businesses in Rhode Island. And it's hard to find them, but you got to do your research. Like, you got to eat at the neighborhood spot. Like, we go to Mm Sony, so we're going to keep going to all these different spots because that we are true. Like, Sudi just opened up. Sudi is literally a product of like what we wish for trade. Is like he did show. So, he has a vintage shop in the um, arcade arcade called Cured Collection, (laughs) but he did some of his first pop ups in that realm here and now he has his own space like we need to shop there like when you need to get a birthday present don't go to the mall like go to 
Sudi and yeah. Longston stores in the arcade or like shop at your own stuff. And that's like, we got to put that. I'm sorry, this is 444, but this is for real. Like if we want this stuff mm-hmm. to stay open, we want these things to work, like buy the merch of your friends, like wear that shirt and like make that the supreme tea. And like, that's what I think our goals are. And yeah, sorry. Now, Use your money. Before we close Wisely. out, is is there any shout outs you want to give and where people can reach you at? Uh, I mean, I'll say shout to Cam, Hill, Whitey, Big J, Tangod, Detroitery Gang, uh, Ray, Umberto, everybody that that was the culmination of Aurora, all the DJs. Aurora. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, the, 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 list, the list could really go on um, when you talk about those people, but... Like I, like even like I, like I said in the zine, like like somebody like Hill is like it was deeper than than stay silent. It's deeper, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like niggas put you onto a lot of games. So I, I gotta, I definitely always gotta give it up because, like those people are like really like our first barometer for okay, is the world gonna fuck with this? You know what I'm saying? So shout to them. You can hit me too on Twitter at Where's Nasty, Stay Silent PVD. But shout shout to to the people. And thanks, everybody, for coming out today, listening. Um, this is a Sunday, so I know this is hard, but I appreciate everyone who came out. And for us, like, thank you guys for your words about us today. It's always mad surreal to hear somebody talk about, like, what you do every day. As, and I like, talk about, like, you. I talk about you like you're Beyonce, but, so. Thank you. I wish <laughs> no, no, I was there's Beyonce. No, like, she really does. She really does. Like, like, oh, my God, Beyonce Jay and Sabrina's going to be That's here, fine. and. Well, I appreciate that. I take this as seriously as being on. Hot, what is it? Uh, Hot 97. Or like Thank the you. Breakfast Club. Thank you for I'm coming. I'm nervous Thank coming you. to these things. So I feel like I appreciate y'all. Thank you guys. And Thank shout outs to, to Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Paul PVD don't, Donuts. Don't forget through. to grab a donut before you leave. Shout outs to everybody that was involved. And that's the, that's the wrap up for our four day. Wow, that's great. Four days, hey. guys. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, this is your girl, Regina. Thanks for listening. You can check us out at www.sparkuppodcast.com on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all of our social media at SparkUpPVD.